Woo, yes, we are. I'm preaching to a room of empty chairs, but I'm not because I'm preaching to you guys. I'm sharing with you, and I can feel you. I can feel the, the presence of God in this room. I can feel it. I can see it. I'm picturing you guys in, in your living rooms and in your homes and, and, your, and the Lord being with you. And so I just want to encourage you. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. And I just want to tell you, God is doing a good thing. I'm going to keep on saying that. We have to. We have to make sure that we keep our focus on the goodness of God, that he is good and he is moving and he hasn't stopped. We've had, we, a couple of weeks ago, we had incredible meetings and God shifted something. And I'm telling you, it's not going to stop. This little, this not us not having normal services on Sunday morning, having people in our building for this is the second week, it's not going to hold back what God is doing. He is broken through. We have said yes, and God is moving. So I'm telling you right now, we don't yet know what's going to happen next weekend because we, we didn't close out of fear. We didn't close because even anyone told us we had to. We closed because we felt it was the wisdom of God to protect our people because you're family, and we want to make sure we protect them. And so we're just pray for wisdom for us. Um, we're believing and hoping that by next Sunday we can open up and meet together but again, be wise. Don't come if you're sick. If you come, let us know. We'll pray. We will pray for you. We will touch. We'll, if you really need, I'm, I'm not even, if you need somebody to come, I'll probably be to send you some people to come and lay hands on you. We're not scared of COVID, but we actually just don't, we don't want it to spread for no reason. Because God gave us wisdom too. And I, I know our church totally understands that. So we just want to thank you for joining us this morning. In saying that, I just want to, I just want to share um, a little story that happened a little while ago for Donna and I, because I'm going to take an offering, Ty's offering, because things are still happening, there's still expenses, and, and honestly, even past that, you guys want to be blessed, and the kingdom of God operates in a principle of sowing and reaping, so I just don't want to even steal that from you, so I boldly tell you, it's time to give today, right now. If you want to throw up the slides, you can, but I want to share a, a story, because we at Windward believe in, a, in a doing declarations together. We've been doing it for years, we got them from Bethel. Um, Bethel and Reading, but we, we, we believe them because when we declare things, things happen. I'm actually going to be getting into that, the power of words today. And I wanted just to say today is that there's one of our declarations, which I actually asked to make sure they do it today, is we're going to read, and one of it says is debts paid off, finding money. Now, who of you have found money and get excited? I get excited when I find money. So I don't know how long ago, a couple months ago, Donna and I went for a walk, actually to go get our kids from their friend's house, and it's just like a, like a block away. And we're walking, and Donna and I are talking, and I look, I said, Donna, what's that? And I literally see money in a circle, like literally just in a, kind of almost in a circle. But it wasn't $2, it wasn't a toonie, it wasn't a loonie, it wasn't five bucks. There was four fifties and a 20. It's 220 bucks lying in the middle of the road. Now that's finding money. So, man, we want to be honest. So we went, and I'm like, I literally thought we were going to be on some sort of TV show. I thought this was like reality thing, bust them for taking money off the road. So I go, and picking up the money. I said, okay, whose is this? I'm literally looking around. I'm like, where's the cameras? Ask Donna. That's just who I am. I'm literally saying, whose is this? We're walking around trying to find people. There's no one around. So guess what? We found $220. And the reason I testify that is I want to tell you that God supplies. When, when it just, he loves to bless. And it was just a moment for Donna to realize, and we didn't look at it as going, well, look, we just found money. We said, God, you're good. We thank you. Lord God, for you show us as more, that you give us more than enough. And so I just want to encourage you today that we, when we declare this together, I want to encourage you that God can bring forth supernatural ways. If you need debts paid off, Lord, I pray for debts paid off. We're going to pray that. We're going to declare that. If you need a breakthrough today, so for the breakthrough. I, I believe in that. 
I don't say that because I'm a pastor and I get paid from a church. I actually say that because when we've seen it so many times more than every time, I've never seen God not fail. When we need a breakthrough, we sow more. We, we push for more and release expectations. So right now you can give by giving, uh, well, we can't give cash today, but you can e-transfer to info at winward.ca. You can do push pay, text winward to 77977. You can go to our website, winward.ca. So, so generously because because I'll be honest, this thing is going to be happening. We just need the resources to keep moving forward. So God, we just thank you. Can I throw up uh, the offering slide? I hope you guys all see that. Now take a moment there. Ask the Lord. Add a zero. Add two zeros. Unless it was a zero, then add a one in front of the zeros. But anyways, so right now, we're going to declare this. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease. Come on, in this time we need expenses decrease. Blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord. Come on, we thank you already for meeting all my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. To give, to the, yes, Jesus, to promote the gospel. Come on, that is the key. I'm telling you, this is an hour we are, we are going to see souls come. We, we have, I, I know for me personally, I've just been burning, a whole nother burning uh, from the Lord because it's only the grace of God that puts us on our lives, but burning to see souls. And I'm telling you, even our school wind sums on fire. And I'm telling you, these guys and the rest of our body, we're going to get see people saved and set free. So I want to get going here. Um, we need to, again, I've been talking about that these are great times, but we have to choose. Today I want to talk about choosing and actually shifting our mindsets, to be, living with that renewed mind, living with an actual understanding that we actually have responsibility as Christians. That's what I'll say it again. We have responsibility as Christians, as followers, as disciples of Jesus. And you know what that responsibility is? Is to look like Jesus, to show the world what Jesus looks like. Come on, if it's not you, then who? Come on. And he turned to Romans 12, what, 1 to 2, we're going to read here. It says, the transforming power of the gospel. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's mar marvelous mercies? To surrender ourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices. Come on, what does that look like? We need to live our lives for him. We got to take our minds off ourselves. I'm telling you, it's the hardest thing. Man, I, man, I, I'll... You can ask my wife. I'm not a good sick person. When I'm sick, I'm a, I'm a whiner, but I've learned certain things. I, I have to, when you keep your eyes off of yourself, you get excited again. You, when you choose to say, you know what, there's other people going through things worse than you. Oh my goodness, it starts shifting your mindset. But we need to live for him. We need to live devoted to him. We need to live our lives as a sacrifice. To surrender yourselves to God, to be sacred living sacrifice, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights in his heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Come on, living a life going after him, choosing to live a life of holiness, choosing the life of purity. The pure in heart see God. You want to see God? You want to see God move? There's just some practical things. Choose to be pure in heart. I'm telling you right now. But a lot of that has to do with what I'm going to go after. And that is what this tongue, what our words do and dictate, how it changes our lives. And, and it's very clear in the Bible. So it says in verse 2, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. 
Oh my goodness. You guys, we got to turn off so much of what's around us. We got to turn off the, the, some of this, sorry, I just got this noise coming out. There we go. Is that good? So we got to get our minds off of the things of this world. Even with this whole, like I think I mentioned before, with COVID, it's just this week has been, just uh, in the last couple of weeks, we're praying for people that have, have had sickness. My, my wife was sick too, and we're praying and believing, but it's almost like we get this mindset, well, it has to go through these rational understanding of how this works. This is how long it takes the last person to sell. No, you guys. When we do that, we're just agreeing with the culture of this world. We're just agreeing, but heaven's reality is different. And until we start actually shifting this and actually speaking differently, we will not see a change. (sighs) Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through his total reformation of how you think. Lord, we need to change how we think. We need to change how we think. You know when you get around somebody... I've been around people, and I, I try to live this way, is when you meet somebody sick, my first response is, can I pray for you? Can we lay hands on you? Not, oh my goodness, get away from me. You know what, I want to, we need to be transformed. Jesus himself, you see, the lepers came to him. They came to him, he wasn't going, hey, step 10 feet away, let's do this. I get it, there's wisdom, that's why we shut down. There's, there's always, in, 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 the, in our walk with the Lord, there's, there's contentions, there's being wisdom, and just being, and, and, and just being stupid, and we have to find it where in between, where we, we, we can see God move, where we can see God move, but we need the full transformation. We need the Holy Spirit to transform our minds. The way we think, and we need a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you be, live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Come on. We have to change the way. When people meet you, are they meeting somebody that's fired up for Jesus? When they meet you, this is a big one right now with everything going on. Are they meet, when they meet with you, it's your first desire and conversation about COVID? It's your first thing about what's not working in the world? Is your first thing, or is it actually like, hey, guess what God just did in my life? Hey, this is another testimony. Hey, I'm going for it. Hey, guess what Jesus taught me this morning? Guess what? I spent time with Jesus. Are people meeting somebody that looks like Jesus? That's my question. We need to. We need to be people that are actually disciples, followers of Jesus, that are burning eyes like him because we've been staring at him so much. We've been looking into his perfect eyes, his eyes of love, of fire, that allows us to get consumed by the very fire of him. In Hebrews, it says he's a consuming fire, and we need to be in that fire. Can people tell you that you've been spending time with Jesus? Are you a person of hope? Is your family a place of hope? In your neighborhood, are you a place of hope? Are, are you known to be one that speaks life? When people get around you, do they leave excited? Do they leave that they can go for it? Do they feel empowered? Come on, this is what God's asking us to do. I, think, I actually feel sometimes when we go through situations like this, it says God uses all things for, to, for his good. And I'm telling you, he's not giving sickness. But we are actually learning in this season that, the, that, that we keep our eyes on him no matter what comes our way. No matter if the sea and a storm is in around you, we learn to sleep in the bottom of the boat like he did. Oh, God, you're so good. Ah. Acts 4.13 says... This, the council members are astonished as they witness the bold courage of Peter and John. Especially when they discovered they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. 
Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. You guys, these are some, I, I get every time I read these verses, they hit me hard. Because it just tells you that when you spend time with Jesus, people should notice. They shouldn't notice because you're yelling and screaming. They should notice because there's something different. That there's light around you. That there's, there's love around you. Because they were ordinary men. They were fishermen, you guys. Actually, they weren't even men. They were boys. They were teenagers. But they, got by the, but they literally got changed by being with Jesus. How much time are you spending with Jesus? How much are you focusing on Jesus? For those, I, I, and I'm, I'm saying this, and I speak to myself, and again, I'm, not, I, I'm just, I'm fired up, so please don't be offended. But I'm telling you, those right now that have been lying in their beds, tired and worn out because something's happened in their life or, uh, or they're feeling sick, what are you focusing on there? Are you thinking, oh, my body, are you actually choosing to focus on the kingdom of heaven that's in, at hand? Are you focusing on him saying, God, you're still good. You're still good. No matter what my body feels right now, you're still good. It's a choice we make every day. We make a choice every day if we want to accept what he has or accept what the world's throwing at you and the, and the enemy. We choose to look at him. Whew. Are you carrying the good news of the message? Come on, we should be excited. We have something we can give. We have something that we carry, and that's the kingdom. It says in John 10.10, 10, it says, A thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. That word is abundant is to actually have more, to actually have a good life. God is calling us to have experienced a passionate life, and we need to choose to rise up. To rise up, speak to our beings. Rise up, this is a good day. Nothing is going to stop me from doing what God has planned for me. Why? Because there's a world out there that needs to know Jesus. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And verse 17 is so important because God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that, he, that through him they might be saved. And guess what? When he went up, when he left, and he, said, he tagged us and said, You're it. Hey, believers, disciples, you're it. I came to make a way. I paid the price. Anyone watching, if you don't know, Jesus Christ died on a cross for you, for our sins, because we were sinners. But guess what? He made a way so that we could live eternally because we are now forgiven. When we accept him and receive him as Lord and Savior, his blood is enough, and we actually come out of the tomb with him and live a resurrected life that is not bound by the things of this world. But it's a mindset. It's a choice. Whew. I'm getting excited here. We need to be careful with what we speak and what we take in. The power of the tongue is so important. It's all over the scriptures. In Proverbs 18, 21, in the Passion Translation, it says, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap their consequences. That they will kill or give life. Your words. Your words. So what are you speaking over yourself right now? What are you speaking over your family? What are you speaking around those people right now? I've been encouraged. I've been, like I said, we're praying for Christiana. We speak life over her body. But talking to her, her husband, Paul, it's good because he's speaking life. He's, he's staying strong. He may, he may be fighting the natural things, but I've been talking to him a lot. And we've been praying together. And, but we're seeing and declaring the truth of the word. We're not declaring what the doctors are saying. We're not declaring what we're seeing in the natural. We're declaring what the God, uh, the one true God says in his word. And that is that he says that we have the power of life and death in our tongues, so we speak life right now. 
In Proverbs 18.21, the King James Version says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We need to learn how much declarations brings increase and breakthroughs in our lives. We need to realize that when we speak and when we come and we declare things or talk about things, we are actually shifting things. What? No. What do you mean? No, we're just talking. No. Have you ever been around somebody that just wants to tell you all the negative stuff? It brings the room down. That's because they have a power in their tongue, in their mouth, is speaking out things. We need to shift the way we talk, church. We need to. We need to, even if we sound crazy. I, I, I've been feeling so much the Lord to speak to me about how we need to bring some of the old word of faith back. I bring this up something, but he's been, it's like, we get, so, oh, but that gets a little off track. No. Yes, man takes things sometimes sideways, but when we actually take, we have full rights to go after what's in the word of God, and if it's in the word, it's legal. And you know what? Sometimes you will look crazy. You know what? The ones that have changed histories usually do look a little crazy. It's crazy. It's, the, the difference is, is when they pass away, we all go, whoa, they were amazing. But during their lifespan, people thought they were a little bit crazy. And yes, there was some controversial around them, but I guess what? They saw results. And guess what? You're in the same club as Jesus. Because Jesus was also told that he was a little bit crazy. They even actually said, hey, you're commanding them out, uh, commanding things out in the name of the devil. And he's like, are you kidding me? How can I be working for the devil if I'm casting out devils? I think, guys, we need to change the way we think and look at things. Whew. James 3, right here. My dear brothers and sisters, don't be eager to become a teacher in the church since you know that we can teach our high, held in higher standards of judgment. Oh, Lord, this is a big one right there, I'll tell you. We have to be careful. And that's not just talking about, hey, the pastors. That comes to leaders, elders, anyone that's speaking actually, that has authority and actually has been commissioned to speak to somebody and give them wisdom. We need to be careful. Because we, what we're speaking to people will change their life. We need to be positive. We need to, be, we need to see truth. We need to speak truth and in love. Whew. Ah, we are all to be, um, we all fail in many areas, but especially with our words. Come on. He's calling us out. Yet if you're able to bridle your words, we say we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. Come on. Come on, we need to learn to control our words. Horses have bits and bridles in their mouths so that they can control and guide their large body. And the same with the mighty ships. Though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, yet they are steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the helm. Come on, our tongues may be small, but we know the damage they can do. And I'll tell you right now, I'm a, I'm a lot stirred right up right now, and I want to go, I'm going after this. And I guess what the enemy has been after, I'll, I've had to choose because the enemy said, like, Kevin, that's such a simple word. Oh, everyone knows the power of your tongue. No, we may know it, but we need to know it here. We need to know in our hearts. We need to change our minds. We need to change the way we speak. We need to make a shift because we need to be a people that are speaking the words of destiny, the words of life. Come on, we need to trumpet out of our mouths that there is revival in the land. You need to speak over and say, I'm living revival. I choose to say that. You know, I choose, when I want to stir myself, I choose to remind myself of what God has called me to do. Remind myself that I am a blood-bought child of God, that he has put, given me everything I need for this hour, that he has, wants to fill me. Oh man, some of us need to just get to, to pray that old Pentecostal prayer more and just say, more Lord, Holy Spirit, touch me. I'm almost like we're, we've forgotten with things in this world that we just need to even just learn to pray for ourselves. Say, Lord, fill me today. Holy Spirit, come over me today. Fire of God, come over me today. I want to be changed today. 
day. I'm not going to wait for another meeting. I'm not going to wait for another life group. I'm not going to wait for another church service. I'm not going to wait to another young adults meeting or a youth meeting. I'm going to say today, between you and me, Lord, I cry out and say, Lord, I want more. I want your fire. I want your anointing, Lord. I want you to change me. These are the words we need to learn to speak and preach. We need to take them and release them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, can I get an amen out there? I can't hear you, but I'm by faith hearing you. Oh, yeah. Woo! (laughs) And so the tongue is a small part of their body, yet it carries great power. Just how how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze. Come on, we just had fires all over BC. It changed our summer. But you know what? A lot of those fires started from a little cigarette butt and other things like that. That's like our words, you guys. We may feel like it's just a little thing. We may just say, hey, I'm a, I'm a, oh, I just agreed with that. I know it wasn't right, and I, and I joined that conversation. But you know what? We need to stop those conversations. I pray a boldness over our body that when they're in a situation that they, they won't feel intimidated, they say, oh, stop. And I'll preach at them and just say, hey, maybe we should talk about something else. Maybe, is that bringing life to the situation? Come on, we can shift this way. We can move like a ship, move it with a rudder, moving, turning the opposite direction. Woo. Oh, woo. Um, yes, it can be compared to the sum of total wickedness in this most dangerous part of a human body. It corrupts the entire body and is, and is hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. For every wild animal on earth, including birds, creeping reptiles, and creatures of the sea and land, have all been overpowered and tamed by humans. But the tongue is not able to be tamed. It's fickle, unrestrained evil that spews out words full of toxic poison. We use our tongues to praise God, our Father, and then turn around and curse the person who made in his very image. Whoa, that, that preaches itself. We can't be praising God and saying, holy, worthy are you, God. I won't start singing here, but hey, hallelujah, this is amazing. And then leave and go for lunch after service or go out with some friends and just then talk about how bad everything is. We can shift history. We can shift mindsets. Come on, any parent knows if when you start speaking life over your child, things change. When you speak over them, just telling your child that you're proud of them and telling them what you, what you think and, and the truth of what you see your child, it brings them and gives them strength to go and do something more. Man, we joke about it. I, have some, I, won't, I know they're watching, but I have some pretty confident kids when it comes to sports and stuff, and it's hilarious. Uh, uh, and I love you, Elisha. I know you're watching right now, but like he comes from a sports yesterday, and he can't stop talking about how amazing he was at soccer. And Donna, my wife, and I just laugh, and we say, that's awesome. We did that. We, we did that. You know why? Because we tell him how amazing he is. We tell him from the day he was born that he can do greatness. But that's what we need to speak to everyone around us, because that's what God speaks over us. Whew. Yes, Jesus. Oh, man. Okay, we, t- we use our tongue to praise God and our Father and then turn around and curse a person who's made in his very image. Out of the same mouth we pour out words of praise one minute and curses the next. My brothers and sisters, this should never be. This should never be. Would you look for all those hanging on a fig tree or pick figs from a grapevine? Is it possible that fresh and bitter water can flow from the same spring so either, neither a bitter spring produce fresh water? What is he saying there? We need to get real with ourselves. We need to make sure we're tapped into him and him alone. We, guys, we have to take ownership and say, what are we speaking? Man, we need to, if you're struggling in your marriage right now, you need to speak truth in your marriage. That God brought us together. That I made a covenant on my wedding day. Remember those things. Turn on the video. Watch it. And remind yourself and stick with that. And say, God, you brought us together. That God, you're the third strands that holds us together. Come on. Some of you guys just need to remind yourself of the testimony of what God has done in your life. 
so we can shift the way we think and we stop worrying about tomorrow. We stop worrying about what could happen. Oh man, I, I, I'm just as bad sometimes. Get so consumed. Oh, they might do this, they might do this. Hey, let's live today. Let's live today. They haven't done that yet. Let's live today. Come on, it's so good. Whatever you talk about, we get pulled towards. It pulls you. We need to be ones that, that we declare that we, have, we are redeemed, that we, are, we actually can live a life fully after Jesus because of what he has done for us, that we have become saints and not sinners. Come on, it was so cool. We baptized people the other day, and it's a mind shift. When we baptize, you become anew. I'll tell you, it's pretty funny. My, another Elisha story here. So my son, I got to baptize my son the other day, and he, he, we baptized him in, and it was such a privilege. It was amazing. And we get home, and, and, he's, and Donna's dealing with him because I guess a couple, we have this thing called hassle time. Is when, you, when you've hassled or done something wrong, you, you serve hassle time. I think he had 10 or 20, I think it's 20 minutes of hassle time to do, which means either just doing some chore or doing something. Something. And guess what? My wife comes home. He's just been baptized. And, 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 he, and she's like, hey, Elisha, you need to do this for your hassle time. But my son got it. He looked at his mom and said, no, mom, I shouldn't have to do that. And she says, why not? He says, because I got baptized today and I came out of that water a new creation. And guess what? That preaches right there. My son got it. He got it. He's a new creation. And some of us need to remind ourselves, I was baptized. I was, I was under that water, and my dead man stayed dead. And I came alive, and I got up, and I'm new creation. And my, my, my mind is renewed, and I'm changing from glory to glory. And I'm getting renewed every day, and I'm becoming more like Jesus every day. Come on. Oh, wow. Woo. Man, declare what you want to become. We need to. We need to take ownership of our words. James 1, 26, verse 27, it says, if somebody believes that, you have a that they have a relation with God but fails to guard his words, then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. Ho! Oh, these are powerful. Man, talk about words. This Bible is, the, is, is the powerful words. And I'm telling you, that's, that, that right there is convicting. If somebody believes they have a relationship with God but fails to guard his words with it, with it, then then with his heart is drifting away and religion is shallow and empty. True spirituality is, that is pure in the eyes of God the Father is to make a difference in the lives of the orphans and widows in their troubles and to what? Refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. That's what we have, you guys. We gotta shift the way we think and we live. We need to live a lifestyle believing, not just going, hey, we want revival in the future. Hey, it's coming. Choose to speak. We're in revival now. Choose to declare as an ambassador of Christ to take your position as, as a son and a daughter in heavenly places and say, I declare we're in revival. We're being stirred up. What's revival? It's reviving ourselves to look more like Jesus. So it's your choice. Don't wait for some special meeting. Don't wait that all of a sudden, oh, now we're in revival. We choose to be revival. I choose to be living revival. I choose to bring revival everywhere I go. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm going to jump to uh, Matthew 6 right here. 6.33. It's the whole verse is about, yeah, before that it's talking about why. Don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. For worry about that the, the birds of the air are looked after and God looks after all this stuff. But I want to jump to verse 33 because it, it hits it harder and I only have so much time. So let's read this. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him that all these important things will be given to you abundantly. 
abundantly. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Why? Because we're constantly chasing after the heaven's realms, of God's realms of the kingdom. Because Jesus came preaching that the kingdom of God is at hand. It is here and it's now. And we're supposed to be chasing after the realm of God's kingdom. That means like, if you're not feeling good here, let's go run over here to where something is good. Let's choose to chase after what God is doing, that we're seeing him move. That we refuse, in verse 34, that we refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes our way, one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I'm telling you, if you're, if you're not feeling good right now, choose to not worry about, oh, what if I still have this tomorrow? Choose today and glorify him in your weakness. Glorify him. They're right now saying, I'm poor in spirit. Lord, I'm feeling poor. I need you. And then what does Jesus say? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Come on. Sometimes we just have to say, God, I just need your strength. I speak, Lord. I feel weak, but I know you're strong. Those are the words we got to speak. Philippians 4.8 says, So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the example that we have imparted to you. And that God of peace will be with you in all things. Oh, man. We need to be careful to stay focused. We need to stay meditating on things of him. We need to stay hungry. We need to stay away from opinions of man that go against God's opinions. Oh, man. Can I get really real with you? I'm going to offend some people right now, so just please forgive me. Right now, I'm going, to make a, I'm going to share a story, a personal story that just happened. But I want to share it in the context. I don't want to go when I'm not, it's not a political uh, thing at all. I want to share that I, in my own opinion. And my opinion is, I'm not saying that I agree with getting a shot or not getting a shot, this vaccine or whatever you want to call it. But I want to share you something because i got to tell you how real things work. Because I can only tell, I can tell you experience. So, uh, no, two, right after the conference, I went we have to travel, so if you don't like me right now because I'm about to tell you that I got the shot, I'm going to tell you I don't, it's okay. God loves me, and we made a choice. I'm not saying it's for everybody. I'm telling you right now that it was because we have things that God has called me to do, and we felt the peace of God to go do it for ourselves. That's just for us, so I'm not telling you, but, I'll tell, but I need to tell you why. Because if you don't know me very well, I'll tell you something. I don't go good, do, do very good at all with doctors. I'm not going to get into that too much. Let's just put it this way. I kind of just do the fainting thing. I'm just not good with that stuff. So, but even it was, trust me, I had to put on the faith of God just to go get a shot. This sounds pathetic, but it's true. But I want to explain something. So I go in there. I actually have to ask. I won't take too long on this. I actually ask, can they lie me down? Because I know what happens. They put me on a stretcher. Not because I'm having issues, because I'm telling them I might, because I'm probably going to faint. So this is the sad thing. I'm going to tell you, I'm confessing right now. I have read and been sent so much stuff about this shot. I have to tell you this. I have been sent so much stuff, and I've read this stuff and this stuff, heard good stuff, the bad stuff. The problem is, is that I was feeding myself for too long on too much information. So I get in there. And I take the shot. The shot didn't bother me. It's a tiny little thing. It goes in the thing. I'm lying there. I'm good. Ten seconds later, all the thoughts come over me of all the negative things. Oh, this is going to do this and this to me and this and this. The problem is I have a gift. 
And my gift is I see visions. And the problem is, and what I'm confessing is because what you fill yourself up, you're gonna experience. And so what happened? All of a sudden, a fear came over me. I'm getting really honest. A fear came over me, and I started going to a very clear vision of this thing going in my body and destroying it. And all of a sudden, my body's passing out. And they're trying to work with me, trying to keep me from passing. They're like, actually said just pass out, or I wouldn't pass out. And I'm there, and I'm having this, it was horrible. I'm telling you, it was horrible. And I hate it, and I, I confess it because it was not faith. I'm telling you right now. But the reason and only reason that could happen is because I had filled myself up with so much garbage. Well, whatever you want to believe it is. Stuff that, all this, this stuff, because I went believing that I, no matter what was happening, God said I'd be fine. That wasn't the problem. But I went and, I, and my mind had been filled with all sorts of information. And when I tapped that in, in and the enemy, what I'm trying to explain is just because, hey, I, I, I see what God, I love to see what God's showing. But when fear opens doors in our lives, I'm telling you, it opens and creates pathways so the devil can also speak to you. And I'm telling you, I saw not good stuff. And guess what? It wasn't God. It wasn't real. It was just full on fear. And we had to get through that. And it was a whole process. And I'm telling you, it was ugly. And it was embarrassing. Um, But I'm telling you, and I got out of that place. I'm going to keep on going. When I got out of that place, I was totally fine. It was was great. Of course, it hurt a little bit. But anyways, I left. And it was interesting. I wouldn't talk to people. And they're like, oh, you got the shot, Kevin. I'm like, yes. And I would tell people this. I'm speaking truth right now. This is with Lord had to deal with me. And I'd say, oh, that's okay. I know I kind of put some junk in my arm, da, 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 da. And guess what? Guess what? I kept on saying that for, for, I don't know, most of the day. And all of a sudden, Lord goes, Kevin, what are you declaring over yourself? He says, do you know your power of your words? This is where this message is actually coming from. It's why I'm preaching this a Sunday. Because he says, Kevin, you're declaring that you put junk in your body. How dumb is that? You're declaring, I don't, don't live with the natural realm. I choose to believe that because you've called me to travel and we need to leave and we have somewhere to go and do what you're called us to do. And that's why you said to take it, Lord. That's what you spoke to me for. And so I took it and either I have faith or I don't. Let's just be honest. Either I agree that he has recovered me, that nothing formed against me shall prosper, no matter if it's good or bad. That's the truth. No matter what. And so I had to change and I had to confess. And I realized that I had to start speaking life. And I instead, and people will get offended by this. And I said, no, when I got that shot, it was the best thing for me. It was a good thing for me. Oh, Kevin, you're crazy. You're lying to yourself. No, because if I declare it, it becomes. Why? Because I have authority given to me from Jesus. And nothing formed against me that this body is sanctified. I'm telling you that. I hope I didn't offend too many people, but I want to be real because we have to be careful. My good friend Sam, when he, when he had to go get it for traveling too, Sam Robinson, the Lord brought him to the scripture about eating food be brought before idols. He says either you, you take it with faith or you take, if you eat, because it says in scripture, you can, if, you're, if you're filled with faith and you're not worried about it, you can eat food by, offered to idols and it won't bother you. But if you move in, in fear, it's going to bother you. And it's the same way with anything else in your life. And so I want to encourage you right now. Don't let fear take you out. I'm not telling you to take the shot. I'm telling you, don't let any area of your life, don't allow fear. If you're sitting there and you've been fearful because you're lying in bed and you've heard all the stories about COVID or sickness or flus could give it to you, don't allow it to affect you. Tell yourself and speak to your being that you are been blood-bought, that you've been sanctified, that this does not have to affect you the way science says it has to affect you. It can be affect you and you can be healed and touched in a moment. Come on, people. Woo! Because we need to meditate and go back to Philippians 4, 8 to 9. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the example that all that we have imparted to you, the God of peace that will be, will be with you in all things. 
We need to declare the word and promises of God over our lives. We need to truly believe. We need to absolutely believe in the faithfulness of God's word. This, we have to believe because you guys, there's so much stuff and information out there. There's so much things being, being told to you. There's so much news one way or the other, but we have to trust that he is faithful, that he is gonna guide you, that he is the good shepherd, that he's the good shepherd, he'll guide you. And something, sometimes God will ask somebody to do one thing and not the other person. Don't be critical. I'm telling you right now, do not think you know better for everyone else. That, that'll help you right now. That'll help you with your words. That'll help you with your mind. Stop trying to judge people's motives. I'm telling you right now, and please, if somebody has decided to get a shot or hasn't decided to get a shot, please respect them. Let them have a choice. Don't think less or more of anybody. I have talked to people that have real convictions that I truly have sat down and I actually stand with them because they don't want to get the shot. And, and, and I'm one that did get it, so I, but I totally respect what they have. I have no problem with that. I'm not, let's stop this. I am, you guys, I'm telling you, our words are hurting people. I'm hearing it constantly. There's families hurting right now. There's friends hurting right now. Why? Because of a dis, uh, uh, an argument over if you should have a shot or not. You guys, if that's what's going to take out the body of Christ or the church or, or a believer, we need to change the way we think. We need to change the way we talk. We need to change something. We need to trust that God's word abides forever and God's word is true and God's word is supernatural and God's word is faithful. Hebrews 4.14, seeing that when you have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. We need to stay with our confession of faith, that God is good. Luke 1.37 says, not one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. Come on. Whew. I'm going to wind up here. Colossians 4, 6 says, Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity, for then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. Proverbs 18, 21 says again, Death and life and the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. We need to realize that we are citizens of heaven, that is Philippians 3.20, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You guys, we need to stand on the word of God and by the Spirit of the Lord until our hearts agree with the word and the Spirit are saying. We need to choose today to agree with the word of God saying. We need to know the word of God. If we're going to speak the words of God, we've got to know the word of God. We need to learn to declare. Oh, man. Life is the power of the tongue. Oh, come on. We need to realize that as believers that we are actually bringing life and death to every situation we are. So please, speak life to those around you. Speak life. Speak life, you guys. Yeah, we've had some sickness, even in a church. We're looking after our people and, and shut down the building. But I'm telling you, all of a sudden it dawned on me. It, like, because I'm connected with most of the people and know who's actually sick in the building. There isn't actually, we're like, oh, there's so many. If you take a percentage, it's actually not that big. It's enough to be careful with because we're just being wise. But honestly, we have to, even if my own words, oh, there's so many. Well, stop it. No, actually, God is moving. Because I'm also hearing great testimony of what God's are doing in families. I'm hearing great testimony of what God is doing in marriages. I'm telling you, God is doing something. But we need to agree with him and what he is doing, what he is up to. Whew. Okay.
2 Peter 1, 4, I'm going to end with this. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that all beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which we have escaped the corrupt desires of this world. You guys, we need to attach ourselves to the promises of God. We need to attach ourselves to the promise that he loves you and he'll never leave you. I'm telling you right now, I just pray, I'm just, Lord, I just pray for all those who are watching right now, Lord, that they would feel your presence right now. I just, I just feel your grace upon this right now, that if you will just right now, just for just for a moment here, just don't look at me, but even close your eyes. No matter what position you're in right now and say, Lord, renew my mind. Forgive me of words I've spoken. Let me be one that speaks oracles of life. Let me be one that speaks life into every situation. Let me be one that is filled with your word and with your spirit. That when I come, I bring an atmosphere of heaven, Lord. Let me be a pillar of light because you are light. Let us be the light. Let us be the light that the world needs to see. Lord, let the saltiness come back because we are the salt of the world. Lord, let it come back right now. If we've lost any of it, let it come back. Lord, let us shift our perspective. Lord, forgive me if I put my perspective on me. And instead, Lord, I look to your perspective. Give me a bigger picture, Lord God. Lord, let me see what you're doing. We push away the clouds. Lord God, we push away the things of this world that grow strangely dim. We look to you, Jesus, right now. And we thank you, Lord God, that you're the author and perfecter of our faith. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, right now that you are my Lord and Savior, and nothing is going to stop us in this season. Nothing. Nothing right now. And that we choose not to live in fear. We choose not to be pulled into that realm of fear and, and believe lies. But instead we believe truth over us. And so I bless you guys right now. Stay tuned to what we just, what's happening next week. We're hoping to be here next Sunday. Um, just to those who are part of the school, there's no school this Sunday, this Wednesday, because we're, we're holding off just for two weeks, just to do our due diligence. Even as a church, we just, we've, we, we, we decided some things. Why? One of the big reasons, at least I felt too, and I know Brand, is that we, we, in the last season, we were struggling and fought with the fact that they shouldn't be able to shut down our churches. But, in this, but that's because we actually believe that we care for our people. So we want to do best, do what's right in the time. And that's what we did. And if you agree or don't agree, please just, just love us through it. But we, want to, we can't wait to see you guys all again. For those of Winsome, tonight there is nothing. Uh, Sammy also cancels meetings just in respect um, for what's going on. And so we just right now just want to bless all you guys. Oh, and by the way, Brent says hello. He's off in uh, High Prairie and Priest River um, ministering um, with our Alberta churches. So I know that I think he's already probably spoken at Peace River, but in, at 2 o'clock Alberta time, we just lift up his service right now. And Chris and Anita Hicks, we pray your fire would come over them, that they would, that they would just be blessed today, Lord God, that, you, that something would happen there that would change history. And so today we choose that we can be history makers. So be blessed. We love you all. Have a good week.